Hi everyone, I'm really excited to be able to bring to you my last podcast from my recent visit to Ukraine and I'm just talking to two pastors from very different um, church backgrounds. One is um, Carlos who's working primarily with the Gypsy community in Makhachevo who live in a community of about 6,000 people um, which is just off the main road and then another pastor called Valentin who is working with a primarily Hungarian church a few miles out of the city and they're both doing an incredible job and I just thought it's inspiring to see what pastors and Christians are doing across this nation to serve their own people. working particularly with the gypsy community but he's an incredible evangelist and church planter and man of god he's eating cake (laughs) (laughs) yeah really good cake (laughs) so tell us yes carry on tell us the story so the story is so long yeah because uh, when the 24th of february started the war it, it was like shock yeah. shock for everyone so we really like i was awake that time it was four o'clock in the morning and it was like i don't understand what's happening yeah but then everybody just started to run because uh, people was afraid yeah their life so after two or three days i just bring my family to hungary to be safe okay so for me it's important that my family because you're quite near the border here aren't yeah, you? it's 30 kilometers from here so and i come back to help okay. so and uh, we was organized many many things like for refugees who are who are coming from from the other side of Ukraine here, and the same time we was helping for gypsies because this time was like very hard. Yeah. Because many many men they just run away, and those who stay they afraid to go out. Right. Okay. Because uh, the, the the soldiers they just take them to to the army even you don't want. Oh so, sure. So all the young men might be. Collected by force, taken off. Yes, they just not go to the street. They just okay. stay in the house mm-hmm. because they not come to the house to find. But if they find you in the street, so they give you a paper. You have to go to the army. Okay, in the yeah. sense, and they not understand the language and nothing. So, yeah. and uh, really, those who was working in different place, they couldn't go for the work. So they don't have money. They not have the food, and children start uh, like surviving, not have the food. So. We organize uh, in the five village like soup kitchens. Yeah. And different people gave me money, so I I was thinking what to do, what to do because we we always giving like food parcels. Yeah. But we have to feed kids every day because yeah. the the women they going somewhere to find something to bring home some food because the men can. So the family. So was, the children were having to go out to look for food. With, uh, those who are bigger, yes, and those who are smaller, staying or waiting for food because right. the gypsy people living day by day. So, and uh, we start in a five village uh, kitchen and it's from different people's money was. It was in the beginning of the war and even today it's, it's running. <laughs> That's amazing. So you yeah. started at the beginning and it's still going now. Five kitchens in five different villages. Yes, yes. And we are amazing. helping in 18 village, like if food 18? Yes, wow. yes. And we always like receiving from Poland, from <coughs> Czech Republic uh, food and from mm-hmm. Hungary too. And we had uh, like a big team, like volunteer team. And we distribute 
food puzzles and uh, we just like in the gypsy camp here in Munkachevo where I living we not give like for many many like ones just be here who is hungry who not eat uh, like two three days yeah and they coming they know we have yeah and if they not had one two days food we just bringing uh, for the family food pampers and bread yeah and now we we we, we, we try to help with uh, wood too so so that's how we are helping and not just for gypsies mm -hmm. and really like i see many many like helpers from the other countries wanna help for refugees yeah and i'm helping to you a lot like yeah we had in here in the city a big center maybe you was there in venezia so i helping a lot there and bringing many people there to help them but in same time people forget about gypsies of course tell yeah. us a bit about what it is like to be a member of the gypsy community in Ukraine normally and now in the war what's it so how does that affect it it was in the before war and even now <coughs> it's uh, gypsies living separately yeah everywhere where you're going they're living end of the city so they're living like in a poor area the poorest area and together the close to them not living like Ukraines or others mm -hmm. they just living by themselves they really like separate from from normal people yeah, yeah. and there's some reason why is this but they live in separate and always like poor and they are doing the the bad work like cleaning the streets okay all. so they do poorly paid work yes because they're not educated they okay. can't read and write so they're living very very poor. do they speak ukrainian just or do they have another language as well so the older speaking ukrainian because they have to but the children not really they understand some but how they are grooming they have to go to the market to buy something and slowly slowly they pick up some so words. what would their what would their native language be so their mother language most of them it's hungarian okay and some of them uh, close to Uzhgrod in the other side they they speak gypsy language right wow so because i mean just as we drove in yesterday it's clearly different the, everything's different the, the the roads are bad. Yes. It's big water all across. Yes, we don't have a roads. Yes. Yeah. So it was much worse in in the past. But so nobody cared about them. Mm -hmm. Really, we had a separate school. So just a, a, how you call rich rich gypsy who who, who had the money. The, their children learning in uh, like in ukraine schools yeah but those who are like normal or poor they children not learning in uh, so no education school. there's there's education school but school but it's special for the gypsies okay even in there we are separate you understand and i understand that you've started a school just in your community yourself yes because uh, now we are like 11 years doing this uh, education program wow because the school not take care too much for children for them is whatever about gypsies because how the how the Ukrainians and Hungarians thinking about the gypsy the same way gypsy thinking about themselves. Okay. It means we will never be a teachers, never be a doctors. Mm -hmm. We are nothing. We are nobody. So it's a mentality. <laughs> so that's how we are thinking about themselves. Yeah. But when a war started, and I was like traveling hungry and back, and I don't know how, but God used me so much because when I was there. So many Ukrainians coming from Ukraine side to Hungary and they had no place where to stay. I have a lot of connection everywhere in the world. So I find a place where they sleep two, three days in Budapest. And then I find place for them in Germany, in Italy, in America. Amazing. And I just sending them. Come <laughs> and on. And hundreds yeah, and hundreds yeah. I just have. So I see God take me from here to there. 
to have. And from there, I was sending a, a food to here. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and later on, I connect with soldiers and now like two different teams in the front where I help in different way. Like now, like you see the shoes, shoes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes, and some, Boots for the yes, soldiers, yeah. And the concepts. So whereabouts on the front line are the soldiers that you contact with? Can you say again the question? Whereabouts, roughly whereabouts are they? <laughs> Donbass, in the south. So what is the news there? Like, now, where, where are the where soldiers are oh, that you're so working it's with? It's always different because the Ukraine, uh, I don't know, the soldiers, they're doing very, 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 very good work. They put in them almost every three days. They move they are, Yes, they move location, always. Yeah. They always yeah. move location. So now my friend, Mark was around from him in the past. My last apartment. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I meet him. Yeah. So now they are in, in Jitomir. Okay. Yes. But yesterday he but then me. there'll be somewhere else and there was yes so yeah. yesterday i want to say i asked him where to send the shoes and what i want to send he said not the same place because now we are moving so okay. i just get a new address don't tell me where <laughs> that's okay i know i can so and I, I will send them and many times they just need a sleeping bags so mm -hmm. even it's used but it's it's because well, it of the, be thick ones. yes yeah because i send i, I send them in the summer but it's summer sleeping bags so they need well, we've just got someone offered us four, four, four season ones, so we'll try and get them over. That'd be good. Yes. So not long, not long time. And then Mark was giving some money. We collect them for not for the shoes, but how do you call the boots? Shoes? Like, like we call water uh, Wellington boots. Oh yeah, yeah. Because of the water in the trench. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> we are getting some food and concerts, so I'm sending them all the time. Yeah. So, maybe we should go down and meet them one day. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> he just called me, he said, they're just making a big hall where to sleep. Oh, wow. I showed him. And they will sleep in, in that hall. It's no fun, is it? It's not a glamorous No, it's not life glamorous at all. Being a soldier. Oh my, yeah, that is just a hole. Mm -hmm. They put their wood. So yeah. they will make nice. So the soldiers are literally digging holes. So they already find this. Are oh, they good it. boots? It's it's in me, so I have to pick up somewhere. So that's what I sent them uh -huh. before. Yeah. And he say, what you are saying, this is the best, and nobody help us because. So Carlos is sending like good quality boots and sleeping bags and this stuff. This is from I find for him from Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I send them, a, they like so much sweet things. Oh, uh, so he's they, got a picture they, of bubble gum or something. They, they or even not uh, happy for, for food, like for sweet things. So I will send them again. Mm. And sometimes sending money because yeah. they need over there. So different help. Very good. So and this is how the, it's a, a Belarus border. Yeah. And how they are prepared to come to Ukraine. They're ready yeah. to, to attack mm. from Belarus. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, <clears throat> yeah. So um, you've um, preached the gospel yes. in the community and can you see, I mean, clearly people have responded well and lots of people have become believers. Does that bring a change in their life and in their expectations, do you think, for life? Sure, like uh, the reason why I'm here and I speak English because I accept Jesus. Okay. So if I don't accept Jesus, I will be the same like my father yeah. and my brothers who are now uh, using narcotic and all okay. drugs, drugs yeah. things. So because I receive Jesus, I can be who I am today. So many 
many youth they accept Jesus and you hope they will continue following mm -hmm. him. Because when I repent, I start serving God. I become immediately like leader. Yeah. And now I'm like coordinating a big work. Like we call like there's a like a school education school. Mm -hmm. We have a Rome art where the gypsy children can uh, paint. draw paint, Excellent. and they are very good. Like they yeah. work with this, and we are selling yeah. for them, <coughs> and we're teaching them. So you don't have to go to the garbage place to pick up metal or mm -hmm. paper and sell. You can make money Create from something. your your, yeah. your wow. gifts. Wow, so good, yeah. Carlos. Yes. And we had a box team. We had a in a box team. We had a three children who was champion of Ukraine really? first place. Yes. Wow, boxing. Yes, boxing and football team and music. And music. your music, I gather, is incredible. Yes. Mark's been telling me yeah. about. So, and I, I coordinating all this work. Uh -huh. So, in the, in the top, and there's a workers full time and wow. organization who support all this. It's like they call Orphan Promise. They are yeah. from America. But they support in just like 10 so years, good. all these things. So good. Carlos has about 50 leaders in the youth and kids um, work. Ministry, yeah, fantastic. Working with the kids. So you're, what, you're, what you're saying to me then is that the key really that brings hope of a significant change to, to the gypsy community's life and lifestyle and expectations is Jesus and the gospel. And it's like as people repent, come to Jesus, it transforms their whole life. And yes. their prospects and everything. Yes, for sure. He's answer for everything. So. Do you love it where Jesus says, I've come to preach good news to the poor? And it's like um, James says, um, God has uh, given it to the poor to be rich in faith and stuff. And there's that kind of um, such a measurable shift when someone comes to Jesus and their life. Yes. So those who Changes. are giving really life to Jesus, they can be not changed. No. It's not possible. Mm. So. Love it. So good. Mm. So good. Wow. Can I say that yeah. um, Carlos and um, a colleague, Ruslan, are the reason I'm in Ukraine. Right. Because I met them in, U in um, Romania. Yeah. And I had no thought about going anywhere else than Romania. Mm -hmm. And um, I suppose I was talking to them for about five minutes and I'm coming to Romania, to Ukraine. <laughs> and you're, Mark, you've come alive in another whole dimension since you've been working in Ukraine, haven't you? Yeah. It's like you had a ministry but it's taken off. Yeah, well it's been around guys like this. Yeah. And what is it about Carlos and Ruslan that well, lights your fire? You know, they're, they're down to earth. Yeah. They're my kind of guys, you know. Yeah and um, anything's possible. You know, I've seen miracles in the camp, you know, and Carlos talks about them like it happens every day. Mm -hmm. And it's me like, wow, you know, but it's every day sort of thing, you know. Yeah. And, um, so what are these miracles? Miracles of provision or miracles of healing? Healing. Everything. I remember once we were in a small group meeting, me and him, and mm -hmm. they got a phone call from a family to say that the the husband was only in his thirties, but the hospital called everybody to the hospital, the family, because they didn't think he'd survive the night. You see. Wow. So the, the small group all stood up and then we all prayed. Yeah. And then that was it. And I didn't hear anymore. And 10 days later, me and Carlos are walking through the camp and he stops to talk to this couple. 
And I said, I don't recognise then, Carlos. He goes, ah, oh, you remember that guy we prayed for? And he's walking up through the camp with his wife. Right, he's the dead guy. <laughs> well, you know, the yeah, dead, yeah. yeah. So, you know, but it was so, it's sort of so normal. And I've been yes. with him and the other pastor in the mornings going from house to house praying for people because, oh, that's, it, because that's the only thing they've got. So good. So there isn't a, a safety net of health provision. There is to some degree, but, you know. But there are quite a big holes in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, and yeah. of course the, the, the church was planted, what, 35, 36 years 35. ago? 35 years ago. And was that you, Carlos? Yeah. Did you plant the church? No. No, no, I was there when I was a small child, so. Tell me how you personally came to Jesus, because I'm interested in that. So I always was a bad boy. A bad boy? Yes. Even <laughs> I was eight years. Yes, I was eight years and already I was uh, smoking, okay. drinking, yeah. and doing other like uh, bad things. Bad things in the school, like very bad. Yeah. I, I was always like a leader in the front man. Always in trouble. <laughs> yes, and uh, when the church started, they start to build a church building next to my house. Mm-hmm. I was a child like ten, that time I was ten, and I always I like help for people. I don't know why, but. Always, whatever what, but I like help. And I went there to help. So you like to help them? I, yeah. I go there and help them to give the breaks, hands okay. to hands. Yeah, passing. Yes, and I meet their uh, friends, become friends, and they ask me to come to church. I never go. And once they say, okay, come to the city, they will have a special meeting in a church. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, but don't tell me to repent or accept okay. you because I don't want. <laughs> so I went there with them. Yeah. I was sit in the backside with them. And then a pastor asked, who want to accept Jesus? And they stand up and go forward they say come Carlos I said no thank you I don't want these things I wait for you here so I would just sit like this like I was proud yeah. sitting and something like touched my back here with yeah. one hand yeah. and it pu- pushed me up pushed you up and pushed me in the front come on and then I just recognized I opened my eyes I don't know how was I in front I just crying and crying and crying and from that time I'm serving the Lord how amazing so eight years old that time I was 10 or 11. 10 or 11, yeah. Wow. Fantastic. And so how many children do you have of your own now? Three, three kids, three girls. And they're in Hungary with your wife? No, they are back now. They're back? Yes. Okay. But they're good and safe? And yes. Yeah. Wow. So how can we how can we pray for you, Carlos? What's the best thing? And if we could, I mean, obviously we try and support Mark, but what what are you needing here? So if it's my personally, I need a prayer because uh, I have a health problem. Mm-hmm. So and uh, it's in under the organ- organizing yeah. uh, to go to the state to make a surgery for my legs because mm-hmm. I, I need to put in the both legs. Uh, both his hips are bad, aren't they? Because yes. of two new hips. A medical mis um, mis over prescription of steroids. Yes. Yeah. So pray for that and for all yeah. things what is needed for this. Mm-hmm. And for all work what I do because doing a lot everywhere, like in yeah. Hungary here and in the front line and among wow. the refugees too. Wow. Carlos, it's a huge honor to meet you. Thank you for sharing this. I know You're welcome. Post this on my podcast if that's all right. Okay, sure. Okay, lovely. Боже дорогий, во ім'я Ісуса Христа, дякуємо тобі за твою милість, за любов, за благословіння, Господи. Дякуємо за все і просимо благослови зараз цю їжу. Благослови нас, Господи. Благослови всі наші переживання. Благослови. I'm talking to Valentine and we are on the Hungarian border. 
um, of Ukraine, just uh, north of Makhachva? No. No? South of Mokachima. Okay. It's three kilometers to Hungarian border. This is three the kilometers. Small, a small city, but uh, one of the city of Transcarpathia, mm -hmm. and most of the population is Hungarian. Right, okay. We call uh, this uh, town like uh, Hungarian capital of Transcarpathia. Mm -hmm. Our church, it's a Baptist church, it's bilingual, but now most of our members, it's more Ukrainian, Russian speaking people. Okay. But we are open for all people, yeah, yeah, so sure. for all nations. Uh, so when the war started, we had uh, many people, they are running from the hottest place, Kiev, Irpin, Bucha. And I remember the Sunday, first Sunday, I, I live in Mukachevo, so when I mm -hmm. drove to, to Beregovo, I, I uh, had this feeling in my heart that uh, church will be full with refugees and we must do something. But you must understand, we are a small church, mm -hmm. so we don't have a big resources or something. Sure. But God, I believe that God gave me this vision when I came after the meeting. I said everybody that listen tomorrow, everybody who want to serve, come to the church okay. Monday, mm -hmm. and first what we we can do, we we will make some food and we would like to feed people. Mm -hmm. Our originally plan was it was first plan that maybe we can go to the border because many people staying in the border, you know, mm -hmm. and we were thinking that we have to feed them. But when we gather it. We don't have uh, gas in a church, uh, in a kitchen. We just had one in induction uh, oven. Yeah. But we made some food and we, we share with people that the church was full. And then somebody said, why we don't make a sign on the church uh, yeah. Uh, gate yeah. that there is the free meals for everybody. Very good, yeah. And we started. So, and Brilliant. what was very, very interesting is that we even didn't ask ourselves who will pay it. We just used $200 uh, from our church uh, money. Yeah, you started and, with what you had. Yeah, and uh, next day God sent me some American Korean missionary wow. who calls me and said, we would like to help or we would like to do something. I said, come here and we'll see. And we had a short meeting and after this meeting he gave me 2,000 bucks, nice. US dollar. Yeah. Just I said, brother, I see you know what you must do. So <laughs> it was amazing and you know. So cool. And God continued to open the doors and we are, we really, we are amazed. Wow. Because we had sometimes 400 people here, you know, wow. refugees. Yeah, yeah. Now we have... And this see, is, this is a tiny hall about the size of a small gospel hall in England. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is our worship place, so we use yeah. our worship place to feed people. And yeah, so there's a piano and a pulpit here and guitar and, uh, and, and a bunch of people starting to turn okay. up for lunch. Now I, I have to pray for the Now he has to pray just, for the food, yeah. so here we go. Amen. So as you see, uh, now we don't have too many people, but we still have refugees. And what is interesting that uh, local poor people also, when they find that we give them the food, so now, now I am praying, what, what can I do with these people? I, I am trying to talk with them, I am trying to touch, 
these people, some of them repent, so some of them uh, receive the Christ. So, but I still see that this eight months, it's like we just uh, share the seeds, you know, share the seeds. Yeah, give and, it, give but it the big harvest is coming. Come on. It's not the time for the harvest, yes. not the time to just spread the seed everywhere. Yeah. And our attitudes, people, people really, really, they uh, just watching us, you know. I, I feel like it's a big... Uh, Do you know the scripture in Ecclesiastes where it says, give portions to seven or even yeah, yeah. to eight because you don't know what trouble is yeah, going to yeah, come yeah, on yeah. the earth. So yeah. this is the situation what we have. And what is interesting, people is asking us how long we would like to continue to do this. Mm. I said, until God gives us... Uh, <laughs> the next bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so for example, tomorrow we are waiting our friends from Arad, uh, some uh -huh. Italian missionary. He okay. is coming with minibus of food. Next week, another Baptist church uh, from Romania uh -huh. is coming. Then maybe some somebody from Holland is coming. They are bringing some nice. food. So we are wow. just... God is, God is providing. Yeah, and we, we really, we, we just, we, everybody, I'm happy that our church members, so you must understand, it was our desire to be in the ministry 24-7. But okay. now we have this possibility. Now As you, you see, we have, many, we, have, we have many, many local poor people, mm -hmm. homeless people, smelling terrible. But ah. I will show you. Now we use our small ladies' toilet. We build a little uh, shower. Wow. But we still continue. So right. we have one lady, she came from Odessa. She is, she is strong Pentecost. That's the lady on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And when she came, I said, I am Pentecostal. I said, praise the Lord, there is the Pentecostal church. And she said, yes, I know. But when she saw that Pentecostal church, it's sad to say, but they don't do anything for refugees okay. for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. So this lady started to come. And one day she, she went back to the Pentecostal church and said, now I know that God sent me to this Baptist church because <laughs> yeah. here is the place when God showed his love. And wow. his, love so it. now she is uh, our team member here and Fantastic. she is working with the homeless people. We have also, uh, Mark calls this like uh, distribution center. So we, uh, many, many uh, trucks came from Holland and different countries. Mm -hmm. So we have one storage when we, it's like a distribution. We, 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 uh, we have, so somebody send us something, we uh, uh, mix and we, we are trying, we are uh, sending everywhere what is necessary yeah. to the army, to the hospital. So. Yeah, very good. So, and, and you're cooking for a local factory who makes um, camouflage clothes, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And the uh, first two, two and a half months, we fed the local military office, yeah. you know, so that's why we have a good... Yeah. And what is, I am very, uh, uh, I am very thankful, God, because now everybody in the city, is it's town, they know that this is the church, and they are trying to help so everybody. Good. So good, so good. Yeah, and uh, so we continue to do... <laughs> God is so would you say that the crisis has helped your own faith to grow? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so, praise the Lord. I'm happy that I'm not run away. God is still started. in the business of feeding 5,000, isn't he? Yeah. But and many more. Maybe, maybe now we have only... Every day we serve, serve around 
200 portion. You can Very see good. outside yeah. my wife is staying. I saw a big pile of pasta, yeah. Yeah, and she, people is coming and they bring home. Okay, so they, yeah, they just come and take yeah, it yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So, Superb. So, in my ministry also, I am... Uh, making the coffee, it's uh, like I'm That's trying to... That's a good to, ministry. Yeah, I'm trying to catch <laughs> yeah. the fish. I like you know? that ministry. <laughs> yeah, because I can speak with people. Yeah, so. very good. And uh, I will show you, I will show you the kitchen. You can make some picture how God I, is... Yeah, I, uh, I took some pictures already. We are praying now uh, our vision. If if God bless, we would like to continue this ministry to mm -hmm. feed people after the war. Because mm. even if the war will, will finish today, we still have refugees and poor people. Especially mm. after the war, we will have many poor people. So we would like to continue. And our vision is, now we have a plan, we would like to build a worship place in yard. We would like to use everything what we have. Yeah. Even if we have small yard, we would like to build a worship place there. Absolutely. And this place we would like to, con to use like a, a, a social center. Mm -hmm. So maybe make more showers, make a bigger kitchen. And uh, so we have some ideas, but we are praying because we still don't have enough uh, resources, but for every day we have enough. So God, God is giving good. us for every day what we need. So this awesome. is beautiful. Praise the Lord. Amen. So good to meet <laughs> so, you. And Valentine. if God bless, next week one American team is coming, the doctor's team. So we don't only have this... Uh, like like just feeding we we have some special meetings for lady like now uh, we had uh, two times doctors from the state they came and we had it was like a little hospital so nice. and so this is now this is the social center and good. plus this is the church so i love it <laughs> excellent if you've enjoyed this podcast please like it leave a review, subscribe, go for it. You know what to do. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.